Welcome to The Edge of Fact, the podcast where we explore the intersection of human stories and business success. I'm your host, Carolyn Crawford, and I'm thrilled to have you join me as we explore the minds of entrepreneurs, marketers, and visionaries who have mastered the art of alchemizing their personal journeys into their business success and learn how you can apply what they've learned to your own business. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business owner, or simply someone fascinated by the power of human stories, The Edge Effect is here to offer you insights, inspiration, and a fresh perspective on what it truly means to make your mark in the world. Get ready to be moved, motivated, and challenged as we embark on this incredible journey together. So let's begin. I'm Carolyn Crawford, and this is The Edge Effect. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I can't believe we are in 2024. As you may have noticed, we actually took a little bit of a break in December, and so there were very few podcast episodes. I think the last one was with Ryan Morgan, so if you have not checked that one out, I highly, highly recommend it. And I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to listen to The Edge Effect. I started this podcast a few months ago and just knew I wanted to connect with business owners. And as I look back at 2023 and really taking in kind of all that was accomplished and all, you know, the challenges and ups and downs and all the good things also, it was one of the biggest highlights has been this podcast and connecting with all of the guests I have had on. Everyone has been so amazing. I've gotten such amazing feedback. All of the guests They just have so many special things to share with everyone. And I really hope that you have a lot of takeaways from each of the episodes. And I wanted to start off after about a month break from the podcast and recording and uploading and kind of just marketing and share a little bit of an update on myself and Cultivate and also the podcast of what's to come in 2024 And also how you can prepare for 2024. So just a quick little recap for me. The past few months, I have been kind of just traveling all over the place and really taking advantage of the flexible lifestyle I've built. And I think that's something that I share actually with a lot of the guests and why we started our own businesses. And, you know, so much of it is mission driven, career driven and ambitious but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of personal reasons that go into it. And, and a lot of that, and at least for me, was building a flexible lifestyle. And that was something that I really valued and, and craved while I was in-house. And so after a few years of being on my own, I finally embraced it and decided to live in Spain for two months. And I, And if you did not catch the quick podcast episode update I did back in October... I highly recommend that as well because I share a little bit about my experience in Spain and also talking about, you know, the challenges that come with a flexible lifestyle and, you know, when things are kind of up and down in your business or just uncertain, some uncertainty in your business. And I think that's something that a lot of business owners talk about together. And one of the biggest reasons why community is so important in business. And as I was prepping this month's uh, podcast episodes, I noticed a general theme and that theme was community and building, making sure that you build one if you're a business owner, because it's lonely at the top and it's, you just navigate a lot of things that you don't really know, you know, when it's all on you, you, it's hard, you know, you have to figure out what's the right move, what's the right decision. You're afraid to make the wrong decision. 
And it just kind of brings me back to, again, why Cultivate started was because, especially with marketing, because marketing is so many dollar signs out the door and hard to track how many dollar signs are going in the door due to the marketing that you're doing and the investments that you're making. And I think so many people really struggle to know what is the right move to make? Where should I put my investments? Where should I put my time, my energy? And it's just one of those areas where you do kind of take a leap of faith. I mean, there's, there is data that you work with, there's strategy that you work with. But when it comes to marketing at the end of the day, as, as you probably have heard from me many times by now is it's just letting people know what you're doing and communicating who you are. And it can be really, it's challenging to do that day in and day out. And I think one of the biggest things I'm grateful for for the past year and this podcast and, and all of the, the community that this podcast has built thus far has been the reminder that, you know, we're all here to make an impact and we're all here to help others and build a life that we dream of and whatever way that looks like, but while also serving our community and making that impact. So I just want to, I wanted to reflect on that because every single time I re-listen to an episode and even when I'm in the interviews with people, I really rarely, I'm not going off of any script when I'm in these interviews. I barely have questions prepared because I like to know what's going to come and I have no idea what's going to come and and every single time I'm with I'm talking to someone or listening to this these episodes it just brings me back to that it brings me back to why business entrepreneurship has been so important to me it brings me back to why I love marketing and why I've been doing this for now going on 13 years which is crazy and I just I just wanted to share that and express my gratitude especially as we dive into this new year and and figuring out how you know what's going to evolve how will this how will cultivate unfold how will the edge effect unfold and everything else that will come along with it and so i wanted to share a quick update on some changes that are going to be made to the edge effect in addition to guest episodes we are also going to have more targeted episodes on specific topics and really having it be a lot of episodes be workshop driven so that way you can really go home with takeaways you could really listen it can be a very productive 30 minutes 40 minutes however long the episode ends up being and that you can apply it directly into your business or your life and so the some of the guests while I will be covering their brand stories You'll start to notice some shifts in just certain focuses. How can that can be really applicable to your daily life? And so if there are specific topics that you are hoping to we cover or certain things related to marketing that you're not unsure about, I really, really encourage you to reach out to me. The email will be in the show notes of this episode. So please, please reach out and let us know what do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? What do you what is the most complicated part of marketing for you and how what kind of information are you looking for? Do you want that broken down into actionable steps? Would you like a resource? Let us know because this podcast is 
is in many ways for not just the business owners, but for everyone listening in in ways that they can apply to their own, like I said, their daily lives. And so that's all that's what we're here to do. And we're help we're and cultivate communications primary goal is to help people foster, you know, their own sense of communications and their own ability to translate who they are, why they're here, and really build connections. And so that's what we're here for. That's what this podcast at its very core is is meant to accomplish. So I really encourage you to send me what's on your mind and let me know. However, until then, as we get, as to kick off 2024, I wanted to go over some ways that you can kind of take advantage of this fresh year, this fresh month, and really kick into gear some really good habits as well when it comes to being consistent with your marketing, where to start, and how to keep that momentum going. And so I want to talk a little bit about how I typically approach yearly planning and what I, my, a typical exercise I do is at this time of year. And so just to start, I like to do an audit of everything. And I've talked about this before and I've got an exercise and a freebie that I can, that I'm going to drop in the show notes as well to give you. So that way you actually have something to work off of, but always start with an audit because you need to know what's worked for you and what hasn't worked. And this audit even though it can be, you know, as directly tied to, okay, what are, what's the data telling me in terms of how many followers did I gain or lose or how many subscribers did I attract or whatever it is. While that data is really important when it comes to looking at the year in review, a piece that you really need to consider because it's going to impact the next year is what took so much energy and what was very easy to accomplish. And it seems kind of simple because I think as we're going, we're like, okay, like we kind of can see what's taking a lot of our time or effort, whatever. But we can get so caught up in making sure that we're accomplishing something that we forget to realize whether or not it's actually worth our time to accomplish. And so that's why when you're looking through this audit, don't just look at the data. How, what was successful? How many followers did I gain? How many uh, subscribers did I attract or get signed up or click through rates or all of it? There are data points to look at to indicate what has worked and what hasn't. But the number one thing, like none of it will matter if something took up so much time, energy, and potentially money when it really doesn't feel like it was worth the effort. You can have something that's actually relatively successful in the sense of, you know, okay, you're getting a lot of listeners to your podcast or you're getting a lot of subscribers, but are people converting? And so that's what I want you to kind of think about and really recognize, are you, are the actions that you're taking, is the energy that you're putting out there, is it coming back to you in any way? That isn't just a vanity metric. So this, what I mean by vanity metric is something that looks like it's going to indicate a really strong metric. So followers can be one thing as just one example of it. But are people actually engaging with your content? Are they clicking on the links that you ask them to click on? Are they in your DMs asking you questions? 
So I really want you to dig deeper. And that's really the first step, because if you're looking at all of these things, some the numbers, sure, the numbers don't lie, but the numbers can't tell you the whole story. You do need that contextual review. And so that's why I encourage you to do that. Once you have that audit, I really encourage you to recognize what what can be trimmed back. What are your priorities? What's the goals for this year? And it's not even about setting, making sure you set goals and this is how I'm going to achieve them and everything like that. That's always going to come with it. But when it comes to being consistent with marketing, we tend to over promise ourselves and we tend to believe that, okay, I am not doing it. It, it, it. We essentially pack our priority list. And this happens a lot. This is not an uncommon issue. However, and and across the board, not just related to marketing, but when it comes to marketing, because it requires so much time and attention and really daily maintenance, it's really important to scale back, which sounds counterintuitive, but better in the long run, to scale back your initiatives to make sure that they are Align with really what you want to accomplish for your business objectives. So first, set out a list for your business objectives. What do you really want to accomplish for your business? Not just for marketing, but for your business. Do you want to add in a new offering? Do you want to achieve get gain more clients? Do you want to start developing something larger like a podcast or, you know, some other some research or something that's going to take up some time and energy and resources. So just look at what's really important to you this year for your business. And how does that, how does that impact market? And I think a lot of the times you could set marketing objectives and have them not relate to the business objectives, because I think a lot of the times people will set up, set out marketing objectives and say, we just need more sales. And the business objective is also, we just need more sales. But when you're really building a brand and you're really building a business that's that's beyond money, you can't just look at what are the sales. You can if that's all you have, the if that is the number one priority, that's the time, that's where all money should go then by all means, absolutely. But then your marketing efforts will change. You have to focus solely on efforts that are going to directly bring in more income. And you don't have time to waste for other brand building initiatives that may or may not directly bring in income, at least not immediately. So what I mean by this is if your goal solely is just sales, and you're posting on social media, which has a much slower, depending on your following and depending on the activity on your social media. But let's just say your your clients are a little bit more corporate, but you're posting on Instagram because that's helpful for your brand and you're getting some people there. How is that directly translating the sales? That's when you need to be a little bit more proactive and also assertive when it comes to your outreach doing research on who can you who would be a good potential prospect for you starting those conversations over and over and over again what materials can you create to kind of close the deal a little bit quicker how can you streamline that process a little bit more 
So that's what I would look at in terms of if your business objective is solely sales. But if it's not solely sales, think about this is where you just need to find this balance. And this is the hardest part because when you're building a brand and needing to get sales at the same time, that's where the priorities start to conflict. Only because there, a lot of time goes into building a brand and it's extremely important. However, some of that investment that you make, whether that's time, money, or energy, needs to go also into that sales. So this is why people have sales divisions and salespeople, so that way it never falls off course. But for small business owners, that's not really feasible, right? So you have to prioritize and really be strategic with how you use your time in terms of who am I reaching out to? What is my process for sales? So taking that first part of, about if your your objective is solely sales and applying certain efforts like that, making sure that process is as streamlined as possible, getting your CRM cl cleaned up as much as possible, getting your onboarding processes as much as possible, your proposals, all of those things streamlined. So that way the process to close a deal is much quicker. So that's one thing I would do if that is a huge focus of yours. And then when it comes to brand building, that's when you look at your year in review and your audit and you think, okay, what, what was really fun to do? What was really difficult to do? What kind of results did I see from it? Did I see more engagement? Did I see you know, positive feedback or was it kind of lackluster? And that's when you decide and think about, okay, what do I envision for my brand this year? Is it, and sometimes I think a lot, like we tend to get caught up in the things that we should do or think we should do. So we need to be on Instagram and doing stories every day and whatnot. Maybe that's great for some people and maybe that doesn't work for others. So that's why you have to really be that self audit is really, really critical because we want to strip the ego of it. We want to strip the oh, I should do this and really focus on what is going to feel aligned for my business. Is it if your clients are more corporate, is Instagram a good channel for you? But yet you're on Instagram. If your clients are more small business owners, but you're, you know, on LinkedIn, are they there? You know, are they engaged? Are they still active? How can you make certain shifts? And it, these shifts also don't have to be drastic. They can be small shifts that make a huge difference. And that's one of the things I love about marketing is that even just how you approach the same platform, maybe you don't even drop a platform, but maybe you just approach it differently. Maybe instead on Instagram, you do more one-on-one -on -one DMs and you start to really engage people instead of having it be more passive and posting something and hoping people will respond. And then on LinkedIn, maybe that's where you build a little bit more thought leadership in your industry or, you know, you have a little bit more business connections versus potential sales, but those then eventually lead to referrals. You know, there are different tricks that can be done. So I would look at how are you using whatever channels you're using and is it the way that you're using them effective so if you're doing email for instance are you sending a newsletter that's relatively passive or are you sending something of value and so that's again one example that i think people get caught up in a reminder for you though 
and this is across the board, this is not just a new year thing, but just a a continuous reminder that when it comes to sales, when it comes to attracting more clients and just really building that community, people aren't going to come to you and ask you to take their money. You know, not always. (laughs) Sometimes you may get a good reach out, but at the end of the day, if you're being passive about, I'm posting information about my business. I'm, you know, just providing some calls to actions, things like that. And you're not guiding them. Then they're more likely to not take action. So look at how you're presenting information. Look at how you are asking them to reach out to you. Look at how they are going to read the action that you are asking them to take. Because that's another thing that I think falls through the cracks a little bit too, because we're putting it out there, we're posting consistently, we're doing it. But sometimes it's in how we're asking. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it's either too aggressive or it's too passive. And it's hard to find that balance sometimes. But that's why I like the approach of, am I guiding people? And so I actually like to use a website as an example of this, because a website, a really strong website, has a story flow to it. It guides the reader every step of the way, one, to keep them to scroll, but at the same time to to get the action, to, to, to take actions as they're scrolling. So every time you see a call to action button, typically, if it's a good website, it's going to come right after something that is guiding you to take that action, something that has either shifted something in your brain to think, oh, wait, this may be the answer that I'm, I've been seeking. And that's something I want you to consider, especially when it comes to posting calls to actions and emails or how you're laying out information. At the end of the day, people are invested in, in maybe invested in you, but following you and actually taking action with you are two very different things. So I want you to do an audit of that as well. How can you improve your actions, your requests for actions to be a little bit more assertive, but not aggressive, a little bit less passive, but and more of a guide. And so this way that you are still giving, making sure that they know that they have a choice to take action, but you are guiding them every step of the way. And this, I think, also instills a lot more trust. And it's done through, you know, just how information is presented versus dropping a bunch of words on a page and hoping for the best. And so my biggest recommendation right now is to take action for yourself, review, do that audit, review everything and be really honest with yourself because there's no shame. There's no judgment if, you know, something you've been doing has really not worked or something you've been doing has just It's just not worth it, even though you wanted it to work. Just because it doesn't work now doesn't mean it won't ever work in the future. But I think being honest with yourself then. And then compare all of that with your objectives. What do you want from marketing? And how realistically can you be consistent with your marketing? Can you don't go from posting once a week to five times a week. That's not going to work, right? You have to be very realistic with how your time and energy is used. And you also have to set yourself up for success, which is why I like to build out calendars. And I do it through 
I do it on a quarterly basis as best as I can. If I can identify, I like to break my calendars up by by month and then by weeks and really understanding what's the primary focus of that week. And then every now and again, you know, there's maybe there's some conflicting ones, a lot of things happening that week, but even, but just to like make it a little less overwhelming, breaking it up by weeks and finding a theme for that week will help make sure, will help kind of narrow your focus. Because if we just start out being like, I'm going to build a three, six, 12 month calendar for social media, you're just looking at, your brain just naturally is going to how many posts you have to create. But if you break it up by week and you start, or by theme and by week, you start to see how you can really refine the process, the creative process for yourself. How can you really make posts consistently but centered around this theme that's where I find that that's kind of what helps kind of keep that snowball going and so I like to do this and make sure I do this on a quarterly basis again you can plan for the whole year but sometimes it's really difficult so I that's why like if I know some things are going to be coming up in the year that's what I keep track of and I have them as sort of markers throughout the year but I otherwise will plan on a quarterly basis when it comes to content, because also too every quarter you want to do this audit again. You want to know what's working, what doesn't. However, on a quarterly basis, you're looking at a lot more data. And that's when you start to see you're paying more attention to those other metrics that are telling you, OK, people are responding to this type of post. People are not responding to this type of email, you know, things like that. That's where the data really comes into play. But like I said, when you're looking at the year in review, you definitely want to look at the data, but you also want to consider the intangibles and really understand, like, is this something I can keep up with in the new year? Is this something I want to keep up with in the new year? So I'm going to be posting a link to the freebie I have for you, which helps you do a self-audit exercise a and kind of what I like to call a gold mining exercise that helps you kind of refine the types of topics you can get you can talk about I will also post a a link to a sample google sheet calendar that I use and how I kind of break it down and so I hope this is helpful and I hope that you're excited for this new year and I really think that if marketing is an area in your business that is so overwhelming to you, just know that you're one, you're not alone, but also it is an area that you can start over again and again, and you can sh make these shifts that no no one else has to know, but on the, uh, internally you can they can be so drastic even though they're small. They can make such a big impact even though they may be small small shifts that you're making. So I really want you to take some time to perform those audits, to really get clear on what you're going to talk about, to really get yourself organized, because that is what's going to keep you consistent. And that's also what's going to help you block out the shoulds. Oh, I should do this. I should do that. I should have done this. I should have done that. That's always what gets people. But when we're clear and we're focused and we're organized, that's when we can really focus on what is important for us. Otherwise, the overwhelm kind of takes over. So that's what I'm here to help prevent. And I hope you find that useful. If you have additional questions on, or clarity around some of the things that I mentioned, please, please, please reach out and I'm happy to answer them. All right.
that's it for today. Thank you all for your support. I am so excited to see how your businesses unfold in this new year and happy new year to you all. That's it for this week's episode of The Edge Effect. But the journey doesn't end here. We encourage you to take the lessons learned from our guests and apply them to your own entrepreneurial endeavors. As you navigate the ever-evolving world of branding and marketing, remember that it doesn't have to be overly complex. But communicating your brand effectively is an ongoing journey. It requires continuous refinement, a deep understanding of your audience, and an unwavering commitment to stay true to your story, the unique edge that sets you apart. Stay tuned for future episodes where we continue to unravel the challenges of branding and marketing through the incredible impact of human stories. Until next time, keep embracing the edge, embracing your story, and making a difference through your business. I'm Caroline Crawford, and this has been The Edge Effect.